0: Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's October 30th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, when is a COVID 19 vaccine coming and who's leading the race? Two, Apple builds its own search capabilities as antitrust heats up around its Google deal. And three, PayPal, Coinbase, and JPMorgan Chase push cryptocurrency further into the mainstream. Shift 1. When is a COVID-19 vaccine coming and who's leading the race? Since our vaccine rundown in the July 31st, twenty twenty three Shifts edition, the race has intensified with now over 198 vaccines under development, up from 165 in July. Of those, 45 are in human testing up from 26, and 10 of those are in Phase 3, up from 5. As cases reach new highs and governments around the world renew lockdowns, leading vaccine firms may soon have data from Phase 3 clinical trials. In the U.S., Pfizer and Moderna appear to be in the lead and could have vaccines ready to distribute by the end of the year. As a reminder, vaccine development involves the following. A. Exploratory and Preclinical Stages B, clinical evaluation with human subjects, including Phase 1, safety and dosage testing in a small group, Phase 2, expanded safety trials with hundreds of people, and Phase 3, efficacy trials with thousands of people, i.e. thirty to 60,000 participants in the U.S., and C, regulatory review and approval, which requires proven effectiveness in at least 50% of individuals, and then D, manufacturing. The vaccines in phase 3 use one of a few approaches. One, messenger RNA, or mRNA, a new genetic approach that can be designed and manufactured quickly from chemicals, but has never been proven at scale. Two, adenovirus vector, which uses the less harmful adenovirus cold virus for transport. Three, inactivated, which is considered safe but can be less effective. And four, recombinant, which uses protein fragments to elicit an immune response. Both Pfizer and Moderna take the faster but unproven mRNA approach. The 10 vaccines in Phase 3 are 1. Moderna's mRNA vaccine with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases of the U.S. 2. BioNTech of Germany's mRNA vaccine with commercialization partners Pfizer of the U.S. and Fosun Pharma of China. 3. University of Oxford's adenovirus-based vaccine with partner AstraZeneca in the U.K. Four, J&J subsidiary Janssen Pharmaceuticals adenovirus-based vaccine of the U.S. and Belgium. Five, Novavax's recombinant protein-based vaccine of the U.S. And six through nine are vaccines from Chinese players Sinovac, inactivated, Sinopharm, both inactivated, and CanSino, adenovirus-based. And ten, Russia Gamalaya Research Institute's adenovirus-based vaccine. The governments in China and Russia have controversially approved vaccines for public use before completing clinical trials to confirm safety and efficacy. In China, over 480,000 people have already received vaccines from state backed Cinefarm. The Cinevac vaccine has also been approved for public use, and the CanSino vaccine has been approved for use in the military. Russia is still working to scale up production of the Gamalaya vaccine. Of the remaining five vaccines from US and European players, BioNTech and Pfizer appears to be slightly in the lead. It has enrolled over 42,000 participants in six countries so far, including adolescents, people with HIV and hepatitis B and C, and recently, children as young as 12 years old. Pfizer expects safety data by the third week of November and to submit for emergency use authorization by the fourth week, followed by a European application. FDA approval could take two to three weeks or more. In the meantime, Pfizer is setting up the largest ever vaccine distribution operation and expects to make up to 100 million doses by the end of 2020 and up to 1.3 billion by the end of 2021. It has a 2 billion dollar deal with the US government for 100 million doses at $39 per two-dose course, which Americans will receive for free with an option for another 500 million. Pfizer also has orders from the EU, 2 to 300 million doses, the UK, 30 million, Japan, 120 million, Canada, and countries in South America and Asia-Pacific. Neck and neck with Pfizer is Moderna, which reached its goal of 30,000 Phase 3 participants last week. Moderna expects interim data in late November and could get an emergency use authorization by December. Despite being founded just 10 years ago with a limited track record, Moderna will be the largest recipient of U.S. government funding. $2.5 billion if milestones are met. It has deals to supply vaccines to the U.S., 100 to 400 million doses, Canada, 20 million, EU, 80 to 160 million, Switzerland, 4.5 million, Japan, 50 million, and Qatar. Each dose, in a two-dose course, will be priced from $25 for the U.S. to $32 to $37 for smaller volumes. Following approval... Moderna expects to produce 20 million doses this year and deliver up to 1 billion doses by the end of 2021, using the government's Operation Warp Speed infrastructure established through McKesson. The promising vaccines from Oxford and AstraZeneca and J&J's Janssen have both seen setbacks during clinical trials. AstraZeneca paused trials in September 2020 following an illness, resuming just last week. It expects results later this year. It is targeting over 2 billion doses. And the US government has secured three hundred million doses at cost for one point two billion dollars, four dollars per dose. Of course maybe one or two doses. J and J also resumed trials last week after a two week pause due to an adverse reaction. It is targeting one billion vaccines in twenty twenty one and has deals with the US one billion dollars for one hundred million doses, EU two to four hundred million doses, UK thirty to fifty two million, and Canada thirty eight million. Novavax, the last contender in this group, began Phase 3 in the U.K. in September 2020 and plans to start Phase 3 in the U.S. in late November 2020. It has deals with the U.S. 100 million doses, U.K. 60 million, Canada, and Japan, aiming to be producing, quote, well over a couple billion units, end quote, annually starting in 2021. To read more content related to the COVID-19 vaccine race and pharmaceutical regulation... Check out our July 31st, 2020, Three Shifts edition, a rundown of the COVID-19 vaccine race and its frontrunners. And our September 18th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Trump's controversial order to test capped Medicare payments for Part B and D drugs. Shift 2. Apple builds its own search capabilities as antitrust heats up around its Google deal. Earlier this week... Apple was reported to be ramping up activities around building its own web search capabilities. In the latest iOS 14 on the iPhone, queries on the search bar, when a user swipes down or right on the home screen, generate results that provide direct answers, for example, stock prices, or link directly to Siri-suggested websites. Only at the bottom of search results are the quote-unquote related searches that enable users to search in their preferred browser, for example, Google Chrome. Website publishers have also noted an uptick in activity dating back to at least August 2020 from the AppleBot web crawler. The AppleBot, which was launched in 2014 or earlier, is used by Apple to build a repository of content for voice assistant Siri and Spotlight suggestions, a repository that can also serve as the foundation for a search engine. Search has been on the chalkboard for Apple for some time. Speculations on its efforts in search date back to 2015 after its over $200 million acquisition of social search firm Topsy in December 2013, which was responsible for spotlight suggestions, and when Apple began hiring for its own search team. In April 2018, it poached Google's head of search, although the stated motivation at the time for hiring Google's top AI executive was to boost Apple's AI capabilities and improve Siri. Despite these moves, Apple has had a long-standing deal with Google worth an estimated $8 billion to $12 billion annually, representing 15 to 20% of Apple's profit. The deal reportedly involves an agreement for Google to be the default or highlighted search engine on Apple's Safari, Siri, and Search Spotlight. The timing of the pickup and Apple activity around Search coincides with the filing of a landmark Department of Justice antitrust case against Google last week, after 16 months of investigation. The case focuses on Google's, quote, monopolies in search and search advertising, end quote, and its alleged use of that position to engage in anti-competitive agreements. Apple and Google's relationship with respect to mobile search is a cornerstone of the antitrust case. While the case is in early stages and how it will shake out is unclear, Apple appears to be investing in its options. If its deal with Google is barred and Apple is forced to present users with search engine options, the loss of services revenue would be painful. However, deeper in-house search capabilities could facilitate growth in Apple's own advertising business. Keeping more user data within its own walled garden also reinforces Apple's positioning around user privacy. More consented first-party data means Apple could bolster its own AI capabilities and accelerate development of Siri, a long-standing area of weakness. For Google, breaking up with Apple, called a code red situation inside Google, would weaken its business model. In Q3 2020, Alphabet reported revenue of $46 billion, roughly $37 billion, or 80%, from Google search and advertising. Apple owns 60% of the U.S. mobile search market, and nearly 50% of Google's search traffic came from Apple devices in 2019. Apple device users are also known to be high-value consumers. While many mobile users would continue to use Google if given a choice, an August 2020 study suggested that Google could lose up to 20% of the mobile search market. To read more content related to antitrust and regulation of big tech, check out our June 19th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Apple Gets Antitrust Heat for its App Store and Apple Pay Practices. In our May 29th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Trump's executive order threatens to make tech platforms liable for user content. Shift three. PayPal, Coinbase, and JPMorgan Chase push cryptocurrency further into the mainstream. Throughout October 2020, cryptocurrency has been pushed further into the mainstream by financial players such as PayPal, Coinbase, and JPMorgan Chase. Square also notably purchased $50 million in Bitcoin this month, reinforcing its confidence in the cryptocurrency's future. Square's Cash app has allowed U.S. customers to transact in Bitcoin since August 2018. Acceptance from mainstream players helped send bellwether cryptocurrency Bitcoin on a rally in October, surging to its highest price in almost three years. PayPal, which has 346 million global users, including its Venmo mobile payments app, announced it will begin supporting cryptocurrencies for consumer transactions at 26 million merchants. Within the next few weeks, its US customers will be able to buy, sell, and hold cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin within PayPal's digital wallet through a partnership with fintech Paxos. Crypto services will be rolled out to Venmo and international markets in H1 2021. PayPal is also reportedly looking to acquire crypto companies, including BitGo, a crypto custodian for institutional investors. Coinbase, the largest crypto exchange in the U.S. with 38 million users, announced on Wednesday it was launching a Visa debit card in the U.S., it launched a similar card in the UK in mid-2019. The card will enable users to spend their crypto assets anywhere within the Visa Merchant network, including at payment terminals, online, and at ATMs. The card supports over 30 cryptocurrencies, offers a crypto-based rewards program, 4% back in Stellar Lumen or 1% back in Bitcoin, and has no annual fees. J.P. Morgan Chase, which believes the upside for Bitcoin as an alternative currency, is considerable, announced a new business unit called Onyx with over 100 staff dedicated to its blockchain and digital currency initiatives. J.P. Morgan has been working on blockchain initiatives for years, such as its JPM Coin Digital Coin and Link Peer-to-Peer Payments Network, formerly the Interbank Information Network powered by its Quorum private blockchain. According to J.P. Morgan leadership, the formation of Onyx is indicative of cryptocurrencies, quote, shifting to a period of commercialization, end quote. Its JPM coin was used commercially this week for the first time by a large global technology firm for cross-border payments. To read more content related to cryptocurrencies and digital assets, check out our October 2nd, 2020 3Shifts Edition, Regulators Paint a Clearer Picture of Cryptocurrencies. In our March 6, 2020 brief, Digital Yuan, eCrona, and other national digital currencies. That's it for this week's 3Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the three shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on electric vehicles and their growth trajectory and talk to you again on next week's three shifts edition.